It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. So tell me a little bit about Olivia. Yeah, so right now what I do is I help struggling entrepreneurs and small business owners across Canada and the United States. The majority of people who run a small business have lost between 60 to 100% of their primary income. And we know this to be true because I run a consultancy and four weeks ago I lost all of my client work overnight. Like every single proposal that we had, poof, went missing, it went gone, it was postponed or canceled. And my background is actually in emergency disaster relief and response. So Traditionally, I've been trained to respond to crises. It's a natural muscle that I've built. Um, Ever since I was a child, my dad used to work on an emergency earthquake relief task force. And the reason being because I actually was born in San Francisco and we sit on Mm -hmm. the San Andreas fault line. So from a really small age, that's what I wanted to do. Like I remember when I was growing up, all of my friends wanted to apply to law schools and get into finance. And I wanted to work with MSF Doctors Without Borders and work in the DRC in the Congo. Just a really strange upbringing. You're like, who, what teenage girl wants to do that? Um, around 2011, I moved to Japan to serve on a disaster relief task force in Fukushima. So I was one of the very few foreign nationals that came to Fukushima after the nuclear disaster. And after that, I worked on the Syrian and Jordanian border during the peak of the Syrian war, the crisis that was in 2013. And then I also worked in Nepal um, after there was a large earthquake. So just kind of backstory is I'm unfamiliar with when things go wrong. <laughs> I know how to mobilize people. I know how to build teams. I know how to respond calmly and be resilient. So when COVID-19 happened and we lost all of our income and our friends and community members were also in the same boat, me and my team member, my co-founder and I, we just decided that we would respond. So we put all of our energy towards creating new training programs for entrepreneurs and small businesses to help them launch a new income stream in under 36 hours. So that was our promise. Um, at, the fir- at the very beginning, we didn't know if we would be able to pull this off. Like, is it actually possible to make money within 36 hours if you pivot and iterate and change your direction? I've hosted that particular training over 20 times now in the last three weeks. We've had more than 400 people attend from almost every single continent except for Africa and the Arctic. So we've seen people come internationally from a lot of countries that were hit the hardest actually from the pandemic, mostly in Europe. So we had a lot of people from Spain, we had people from Italy, from France, and it was growing. We also had people from Australia and Russia and just all sorts of places. It was really cool to see the response. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm listening intently to what people's needs are because the crisis has changed rapidly every single day. New information has come in. The same language that I use to promote sort of my free trainings three weeks ago is no longer relevant. People are hitting a different emotional peak. For example, I think this is really the week where I've seen the most depression, the most anxiety, the most cases of, you know, domestic abuse and um, domestic violence happen. My partner volunteers at the suicide prevention or crisis line in Vancouver, uh, which is where I live. And it's just been incredible to sort of see and hear from his, his eyes being a first responder 
um, on the lines like what people are actually going through. So right now I'm trying to be as sensitive as possible as an entrepreneur who's helping other entrepreneurs. And that was a very, very long introduction. So I'll stop right there. I'm going to totally pivot here. I just know when you come from a background like that, that is like in your blood and you've partnered up with somebody who is a first responder as well. I mean, this is like crisis response is your shtick. So let's get straight to it. Tell me a little bit about just where you've come from. You know, how did you get from Japan and Nepal, which um, I've spent time in both, by the way, so uh, I can relate to that as well. But how did you get from there to where you are today? What was that interim journey there? Well, I always knew that I wanted to serve people. So I started out by creating nonprofits. So I created a few nonprofits. I couldn't get them to be sustaining. So I ended up having to close shop. And then I moved to philanthropy. So once I decided that I needed to be in an industry that had money, because it's really important if you want to make a difference, you have to have access to funding. I joined a team. It was a philanthropic foundation. And I helped to deliver grants for a $50 million fund that was in California. I also realized then I wanted to be able to work in the private sector. There was just something, this calling, this need that wasn't fulfilled being in the nonprofit sector. So I just left and I, um, I, that's actually when I relocated and I moved to Vancouver. So when I was in Vancouver, I started building my own company with a co-founder and we have been at it ever since. So that was probably five or six years ago. Can I ask why Vancouver? Why British Columbia? Why Canada? What was distinctive about your perception about here? It's so funny. I fell in love. That's it. That's really it. I met my partner. He was living in Canada. And it was enough for me to say, let me hit the escape button on my life. Sell everything I own and drive up the coast and take, a, I don't know, what did we do? A three-day drive where I didn't know anyone. And I love Canada so much. And it has been such a saving grace for me. And I will never leave. How do you know that? How do you just know? You just, you just do. I think a lot of society has taught us to not follow our hearts. We do have this very deep internal GPS and voice inside of ourselves. And we're taught through school and our parenting to not listen to that because we have to play by the rules of society. I think at some point when you just move past that narrative, the voice is resounding. It's so loud. Like I didn't have a choice. Like people were asking me, why did you leave? This was around the time where Trump was elected in 2016. Like what made you go to Canada? I said, I don't really have a choice. Like I'm in love with this person. I have to take the leave. All right. So we got leaving philanthropy in California to starting a business with a, with a partner. How did you meet that partner? Or is it your life partner as well? Or is it a different person? It's funny, I call her my polyamorous business partner, not because we're polyamorous in any sense of the word, but because we all have different interests, um, yet we're our primary relationship. So for example, if our business didn't succeed, I would still go out and build another business with her because I love her that much. But me and Jay, we met through a program called Hive, which is a uh, personal professional development program that happens all around the world. It actually was based in San Francisco. And it's where I met one of the early co-founders of Google X. So his name is Tom Chi, and he was the pioneer of a method that we teach now at our consultancy. It's a method for rapid prototyping and iteration. So it really was um, such a unique opportunity to meet Tom and Jay at that program because they became my lifelong friends and now my business partners. Funny how that happens, isn't it? 
yeah. spaces <laughs> and when you're working together. Okay. Uh, so I'm super excited. So you've been doing, you've been in Vancouver now for how long? I've been here for over four years. So tell me now how let's, let's fast forward to emergency response. What are you doing? What are the, what's the actual offers? Right. So what are we doing? We are offering a free training. It's 75 minutes. It's interactive. And we show you what's been working and what hasn't been working in industries that have been severely impacted by COVID-19. I'm talking about industries that have been disrupted completely overnight, like tourism, beauty, personal training, restaurants and business and food, um, food owners. So what we do in that training is we first we talk about what the purpose is if you are creating a revenue stream and how to think about strategically building a business at this time. We talk a lot about the timeline. Um, we're predicting trends and how long we'll have to be in certain stages. So for example, four weeks ago, when people weren't really sure what was happening, that was actually the perfect time to start launching a business, whether you were selling a product or a service or not. Um, as long as you, were, as you were starting a conversation and getting into people's heads, that was the perfect time to start building trust and rapport with people as their new behaviors are starting to emerge and as new habits were starting to form. Um, so we talk a lot about being sensitive to what's happening, being really intuitive about what's needed and what's next, and how to launch and test an idea in under 36 hours. It's really simple. You don't have to use fancy tools. You don't have to hire a new team. You don't have to learn design thinking from start to finish. You simply just have to put out an idea, ask for feedback, and use that feedback to guide the design and the development of your product or service. And we show a, a number of different examples of how people have done this in the past. Like we had a personal trainer who lost all of his clientele overnight, obviously because the gyms in Vancouver had shut down and um, he had had some clients that were very loyal to him, but he wanted to start a new idea. So one of the ideas that we helped him work on is an at-home gym membership where he can find the gym equipment that's kind of hanging around the city because right now all of the stores are sold out. I don't know if you've looked for gym equipment recently, but they're completely sold out. Um, so he was finding gym equipment from gyms that had actually gone under. For example, Steve Nash has um, closed shops. So he was looking for gym equipment and then he was reselling and renting it out to people who were looking mm -hmm. for personal training. So it was a really cool business. Um, he, he actually found a couple of clients, made some purchase orders and then purchased a bunch of equipment in the city. And that was a really great case study that we had because that happened in less than a week. Even in just that one case study, I'm hearing, you know, he can either sell outright or he can present on demand, right? Exactly. Equipment. And he, and he got the, so he got the idea of how to sanitize and deliver the equipment from Cactus Club because Cactus Club has been doing a wonderful service where they have all of their food um, neatly packaged. There's a card. It tells you who is sanitized or not sanitized, but who's prepared the, the food, what date it was prepared on, how to find the supply chain. It's like really innovative. So he took inspiration from that and a few other analogous solutions that we had shown him. And then he cobbled together this idea and it's been pretty, you know, like really fun. A lot of my friends have personally reached out and they've been asking me like, how do you set up a squat rack? Can this guy help me? <laughs> like, can he help me purchase kettlebells? Like what weight should I even buy? Wow. Amazing. So I love it. So there's like <laughs> service and built in and there's infrastructure and, and, uh, what's his brand? What's his, does he have a new sort of way of being or is it, is he still his same brand? How, how did that work? It's actually a new brand. And what's really fun about this, this particular example is he's 
transitioned the name to McFit at Home Fitness because his last name is McWalter. So it's like a playoff of his last name. What's more interesting is I think it gives him a source of inspiration and hope that he was really looking for alongside a lot of other entrepreneurs and struggling business owners. It's really difficult to see your primary source of income go under in a day. You know, it's, it's really traumatic. Um, I know that in the States and in Canada where people are receiving stimulus checks, but if you really think about the operating cost for a business, that can be spent in a few days on just bills. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm really excited for him because it's given him a new lease of life. Um, he's taken the marketing and the content writing, the communications with a totally different flair. Like I've heard him talk about how he really wants to make this fun because right now everyone is just disappointed and, you know, depressed and anxious at home. So even the way that he's communicating with his, his customers is very, very different from the more standard traditional conservative language that he did previously in his personal training and strength conditioning business. There's something in that too, you know, we've lost this sense of play or fun. Yes, and, absolutely. Right? Like, I just thought, you know what? I, there's so much happening for me. I'm a little bit overwhelmed in this strategic pause in the universe. But, you know, on my vision board, it says, you know, families and friends that play together, stay together. That's kind of my mantra. But obviously, you feel kind of the same way, right? I feel so strongly about what you just said. Play is absolutely necessary for anyone in this day and age because it's our access point to presence. And um, just for example, I've been working really hard. I've been working um, too many hours a day. It wouldn't be good for me to say this on air because <laughs> I'm not trying to promote any type of workaholism, mm -hmm. but I've been working a lot. And I realized that through that process, I was really losing like the magic that happens when we do play. And so over the weekend, I spent all two days doing absolutely nothing but whatever I desired to do and it could not be work-related. So I went for a very, very long bike ride around Stanley Park. I was listening to some of my favorite podcasts. Um, I picked up my dancing shoes. Like You're not even supposed to wear these in the house, but I, I just did and I put on some music and I did some, some um, like runway walks. Uh, I baked banana bread. We don't bake in our house. We don't even eat gluten. It's just this whole thing. Like We should just be playing and enjoying and trying to find what we can in this moment because it's really all we have. And we, I, I know for a fact that I don't want to put my head down, have the next six, eight months just roll over me and then look up one day and go, wow, I don't even remember what I, I enjoyed that past week. Like I don't remember what the highlight was of my month because it was just all the same. So awesome. we're really working on play in my house. <laughs> I, I literally just spent this morning on a on a pod or the start of this morning on a podcast about dig, you know digitizing business and I had no idea that this was actually it was happening. You're you're it, right? You're the kind of the fun and and there's access to quick cash flow and ideas and and I'm just so excited that we've met today. So let me ask, what's the best way to follow up with you, Olivia? Like it, you know, either to access the interactive training or the program itself. Yeah, so you can find us at prototypethinking.io forward slash webinar. We have trainings every single week. They are free for the foreseeable future, and they adjust based on the news that's coming in, so they're always relevant. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. My handle is at Olivia M, like M as in Mary Wong. So you can find me there or on social media. Okay, so I'm going to make a point of connecting with your uh, social links and obviously try and connect more business owners that can take advantage of your program. Thank you for that. Just for fun, 
tell me what you see in those kind of the, I mean, it's not an exact number, but the 400 people, what are the trends that you see emerging? Because it's just been recently in that group. What, what are you seeing? Absolutely. So the people who have self-selected to participate in this webinar, I will say they're some of the most ambitious and dedicated and disciplined people I know, because right now we're going through global trauma, right? Everyone is being affected. Yet the people that I see show up are those that are scared, but they're ready to take action. And that action has paid off. So the people who have taken action quickly by either launching something or having a conversation with their customers or posting on social media, they have actually gotten ahead because as other people, their competitors, have been trying to keep up, trying to figure out what to do. They've actually been building a cultural conversation and leading their industry and building more support and report with their customers, which is really important because we talked about this just a bit earlier, that relationships are really important, especially the people that you had relationships with before the crisis. I actually saw a survey, I talk about this in the webinar, but there was a survey and it asked people what their favorite thing was in the last week, the favorite thing that they did. And hundreds of people responded to the survey, and there was actually no common denominator between any of the events that people talked about. The single thing that was the same was that people did it with people that they liked and that they knew before the crisis hit. So we talk a lot about yeah. relationships because they are the hardest and the strongest things that will last during this time. The people that have been attending the webinars, they're good at relationship building, and they also see the importance of having a conversation and having a conversation early on. Another thing I'll say, just to wrap this question up, is I've also seen um, a trend around pricing. People are very price sensitive right now. They're the most prohibitive in terms of pricing that they've ever been. So if you used to sell, let's say you're a coach and you used to sell hourly at $250 an hour, this is the time where you're going to start wanting to think about maybe doing 30 minute sessions for half that amount or doing group coaching because most people who have given us feedback back on the types of products and services our clients have been launching have been saying that they're just outside of their ballpark. You know, before maybe $500 was a price you didn't have to go to your spouse for to get an approval. Right. Now that price is $100 to $200. The trade-offs are a lot higher. So that's not necessarily um, loss of opportunity. It's actually a better opportunity for you because now you can think about expanding your reach. You now have access to anyone in the world. They are your market. It's not just Vancouver. Mm -hmm. It's not just Toronto. It's not just, you know, Alberta. It is a lot much larger than that. So you have a bigger demographic of people you can target at smaller price points. You actually are playing a volume game. So there's a lot of opportunity to build a great product or service and then scale it. If you could think of you know, people have a little bit of time on their head. If you think of one podcast or one book that is, is kind of essential reading for you that um, you could add to people's list. Absolutely. I have many different books and podcasts that I love, but I want to talk about one specific book. It's by Robin Sharma. It's about joining the 5am club. Let me actually get the actual name for you. So I make sure. Okay. It's called the 5am club. And the reason why I like this book is because it's the motivation and the nutrients that I need to create a better morning ritual, which has increased my productivity by 30%. I personally think the book is a little corny, like the way that the style is written. If you read it, you'll be like, yeah, it is a bit cheesy, but the message is really clear and it's helped me start my mornings earlier. And with that time, I've, I've gotten back my life. Like I don't wake up and then just fall into a habit of 
opening the first email or reading the first DM. It is really a disciplined approach to living your life. And I think you can make the most of it. Um, not even just from a productivity way, but a, a, in a sense of making the most of the hours that you have because you're not going to ever get them back. Time is our most precious commodity. Yes. <laughs> How about an inspirational quote? Oh, I actually do not have one off the top of my head that I actually like anymore. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I, I'm failing to come up with one at the moment. That's okay. Olivia. I would say just come up with your own, like create something that really inspires uh-huh. you and use that as an affirmation or a mantra, because what's more important about a quote isn't who said it, it's the energy that it propels you towards. Okay. Uh, I've totally fallen in love with you, Olivia, <laughs> during this call and everything that you're doing. So I'm super excited. I just want to get off the call and start, you know, finding out a little bit more. I'm going to dig in. I'm probably going to sign up for your course as well myself. Why not? Why yeah, wouldn't please you? Do. And uh, share it to as many with as many people as I can. So thank you for that. And thank you for taking the risk and reaching out to us here at Canada's podcast. We're super excited to have met you. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.